What's up, fan bros? This is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and on this episode of Fan Bros Show, we welcome Carly Hustle of Hot 97 for an exclusive, exclusive interview. And we also discuss the recent passing of Robin Williams. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy DJ Ben Hameen, aka the internet's Petey Green. I got a new name for you folks tonight on Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And I am here in the spaceship tonight, joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Uhura of the Spaceship, also known as Rap Game Arya Stark. I'm bringing that one back. Also known as the Stiletto Stunner and Black Rose. All right. Yes. <laughs> also in the spaceship tonight for the second week in a row in a long time is Chico Leo, Nanu Nanu. That is a record, man. Two weeks in a row? It, yeah, I mean, it's a, re- a recent record. Yes. You know, I had an unbroken streak there on like 32 or something like that in a row at one point. I don't know, Chico. Sounds like a lot of me. Yeah, we'll have to ask the fan bros out there for that. But we also have a very special guest. Joining us tonight is Carly Hustle, Hot 97's musical director, star of VH1's This Is Hot 97, and creator of the Hustle Bow Ties. Let's welcome her to the spaceship. Woo! Thank you. I've actually, I've never been in this spaceship before. This is really cool. I know, right? It's so futuristic Really cool carpet in here. Am I supposed to wear (laughs) shoes on this? Yes, we do have very cool carpet in the spaceship. It's all kind of futuristic in here. We got bearskin rugs in here, too. Bearskin rugs? Yeah. Waterbeds? Yes. (laughs) It's a real 80s spaceship. The round bed that that, that rotates. (laughs) I like it. Oh, (laughs) God. Sexy. It's like the heart-to-heart spaceship. (laughs) You guys are sexy geeks. Nobody is going to get that. That's the first. That's there. the first time actually someone has come in here and called us sexy geeks. That's, yeah, that's a new. That's a first. Is it? I'll take that's it. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. You know, Chico loves that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's fact, a Leo. Well, right. we've been. You know, we've been called many things. The fact that we've been on the air for over a year and it's the first time we've been called sexy <laughs> geeks is kind of, kind of. You know, that's because you can't see it yet. But we're gonna fix that with Fan Bros right. TV. Word. Yes, Plug. we are. Wow. Nice little <laughs> shout out there. Plug. Yes, Fan Bros TV coming to you very soon while you're on fanbros.com make sure you check out fanbros shop where you can get your t-shirts your throw pillows your iphone and ipod cases yes your logo t-shirt all that good stuff it's right there on fanbros.com at fanbros shop yeah go ahead and get you some good stuff you guys yeah. are fancy you got we, throw pillows too oh we have no gosh. fan bros bow ties yet yeah i know don't I feel- steal my idea <laughs> But I mean, his eyes got bad shifty. So I look it over at your books. I like hmm, I'm specifications. Like, hmm, hustle, fan yeah. So you said that's made by Goodwood, huh? <laughs> okay. We might be able to fit that on in there. Shifty. <laughs> but what else is going on in the fan bros world? I mean, yeah, <sighs> it, it's you know, it's one of those. Well, we. It's, get- it's not the greatest week ever. No. I would say it's not. It has not been the greatest week ever this past week. No, no, it hasn't been. Um, well, I'll start with the, I won't start with the, the heavy, heavy stuff, but I'll start with some, some heavy, sad stuff. Um, Robin Williams passed away at the age of 63 uh, a few days ago. Was it yesterday? A yesterday, I believe. Yesterday, yes. Yeah, so um, that was hard to take. Um, a lot of people know Robin Williams as a great actor and comedian. You've known him from um, films such as Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook, Jumanji, Goodwill Hunting, Goodwill Hunting, Jack, um, One Hour Photo. I mean, some insomnia, the Birdcage. Yeah, like just some really. Good morning, uh, Vietnam. Good morning, oh, Vietnam. For, for me, some really stuff that harkens back to my childhood, and he was one of my favorite just just artists ever. Like, I Aladdin, artist. Aladdin, yo, the Aladdin. Genie. He was Come genie. On. Yeah, Popeye. Yeah. Oh wow! Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it could go on and on. Yeah, so um, we're not going to go into too much graphic detail, but he he did die of an apparent suicide. So, you know, definitely rest in power to Robin Williams. Um, I'm sad that he did go out like that. I always thought he w- we would just lose him of old age because he was getting up there. So I, I am sad about that. But, you know, rest in power to him. Prayers to his family. You know, blessings to his family. I hope they can get through this. And, you know, they, they keep it together as much as they can. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm really like stuck on what to say on this because Robin, yeah. like Goodwill Hunting, is one of those movies that is like it just defines so much for me. Like the first time I saw it, I, uh, my boy gave it to me on a VHS VHS tape. I watched it at night. The next morning, I woke up again and watched it again. Like I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god, this movie!" And I've seen it. I can't tell you how many times since then. And then growing up, like Robin Williams is one of the few people. Like I'm a Richard Pryor. Like I think he's the god of comedy. I don't mm-hmm. think anyone can touch him. Mm-hmm. And Robin Williams growing up was one of those few people that I can say is, you know, like. He's up there. He's up there for me. Like, yeah. he's, I mean, clearly he's he's legend, beyond legend. But he's, as far as an impact, a personal impact on, you know, what, in many different avenues, he was one of the guys for me. So. And he was supposedly yeah. like a really nice guy. And he, that, there was that, um. That comedic charity thing that he and Whoopi Goldberg did every year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. you know, he uh, basically everyone said he was a super sweet guy and a yeah, nice he was guy. Awesome. And and he was also an advocate for inclusion and 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 you know making sure that black people got their shot when it came to comedy, when it came to film, this, everything. Like he he was just a people's person. Mm-hmm. He was all about it. So that's sad that we lost a good one. To say the least, Carly. Yeah. You're also. A- child of the 80s how did you feel about this it's just really brings to the forefront um you know the topic and the issue of mental illness and depression and all of those things that oftentimes nobody wants to talk about um particularly men and particularly in communities of color you're not getting a lot of discussion about what the realities of um, mental illness and depression really look like Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I have a coworker, Cypher Sounds, who you know, he's Puerto Rican, and he's like taking, he's waving this flag right now, called like just like basically mental health for the hood. That's his thing right now, mm. and he's mm. been going to therapy, and it's really helped with some of his issues that he's had. And I, I really appreciate the fact that he is championing that. And I feel like we just need to have more discussions that are less stigmatized, just around how these kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. Because when people come out and say they're depressed or they're not feeling right, you know, the first thing that a lot of ignorant folks will think is like, oh, well, they're crazy, they're off, there's something wrong with them, yeah. and it's so prevalent, and people just yeah. suffer in silence. Yeah, especially that you mentioned that, especially with people of color, that seems to be a, a strange stigma, and I feel like it's, it's slowly going away as the generations come along, but it's it's generations deep where immediately when someone thinks, oh, I got to go to a psychologist, oh, you're crazy, one, or oh, you, you're there because you got some problems with yourself. Like, people just have this huge negative connotation to it. And even for people who are relatively mentally healthy, going to people like, like psychologists or, or um, psychiatrists and things like that is actually very helpful to keep your mental state. Right. I think there's a perception of weakness in a way when something's wrong with someone. Yeah. Like if someone breaks their arm, they'll go to the doctor, but if there's something wrong you know, in their head mm-hmm. or their heart, then there, there's like a percent, oh, I can't handle right. my business if I'm going to a right. doctor yeah. for that. The like, education is not there right. that when that, you know, just like you said, if something physical, you go to someone who fixes, fixes that physical ailment. Same thing with mental. If there's something going on mentally, there is there are people there to fix it. Like that's supposed to be the norm and people, and that's not the norm in many different communities, particularly communities of color. So big ups to Cypher for doing that. Like that's huge. Yeah. It's also a generalization, but I think men in general mm-hmm. are less likely to go ask for help or seek help, like from the doctor. Like, plenty of dudes will be walking around on like a broken ankle and just be like, "Oh, it's gonna get better," you know, yeah. like that kind of <laughs> <Right>. thing. <laughs> I'll yeah. drink some tea. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and so and and when you add with the mental thing, and then there's like a you know perception of you know it's it's not macho, it's not masculine, it's not manly, you know. Yeah. yeah, those those expectations of manhood, I think, are really damaging. And we've seen that yeah. time and time again. I mean, Chris Lighty and the, what happened with him really shed the light on like people are suffering in silence because they feel like as men, they can't even have any level of weakness. And that is that's something wrong Yeah, with our society that we only allow specific emotions to be displayed, particularly from our men. Like, mm-hmm. it's OK mm-hmm. if you're angry. Anything beyond that is you know, weak or old school generals, man. Yep. And, and like, like you were saying, I, I'm, I'm glad that people are really talking about the depression side of it because it's like, if you notice, you know, his Twitter feed, his interviews recently, it, you wouldn't even have any sign of it. Like he did a Reddit last year where he answered all these questions from fans and you would just have no idea that he was suffering under this intense depression like this. So it's just crazy that out of nowhere, boom, it's like suicide, Robin Williams. Philip Seymour Hoffman went out the same way. <sighs> depression. 
and 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 you know whether there was a lack of support or not the fact is that it got to that point right yeah it's it's been a rough year for the fan bros out here you know for everyone (laughs) like like i say man robin williams it was just so much and then the no like i mean I, i knew a little of this like i knew that he named his daughter zelda you know, because After the game. A, yeah, yeah, because he's such a video game fan. But then I was reading the Reddit, and he was talking about like Warhammer 40k, which is a super geek thing. Like I'm into Warhammer 40k, and if you know about it, it's really geek. And he's like, oh, I own a couple of armies. You know, he was just like, it seemed like everything was a no- couple armies. Yeah, a couple what? armies. Wait, I, does that mean he has like a like literally a couple of thousand of those figures? Oh, yes, of the metal. Paint. Yes, right, right. They the said, painting. That's yeah. what I was like. What? They, wow. <laughs> they said he would go to this one store and buy the armies fully painted already. Right, right. He said he never got a chance to play, but he just liked of collecting. Course. So. So, I didn't know you played Warhammer. Oh man! Wow, I had a hard body as a kid. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, man. I, I was a geek, dog. This is this is for real. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of geeks, Questlove, who is like the music geek of the world, yeah. I saw a Facebook post from him today about Robin Williams. Did you see? Did yes. anybody else see that? Yeah. He was talking about you know his son has puts him onto all kinds of stuff. Like you see him, Robin be out there wearing like some dope kicks. And, he like, does some Supreme and stuff like that. And it's his son that's like putting him onto all this stuff. So he his son put him onto the roots. See, I never knew his son did that. Like I always see Robin like laced out with like shirts and all this stuff. <laughs> like for real. Kid. And I'm like, where's he getting this from? Like I just figured maybe he just because he knows so many people, he is cool. I thought maybe he just got it. I didn't know his son was like putting him on. Yeah, that's his, so cool. His son put him on, and and apparently you know. Quest Love and I think Black Thought and Rozelle, they were in an elevator and yeah. and uh, Robin walks in. He's like, knows them all by name. And he, I think Quest was just saying he was beside himself the fact that this dude, this guy of this magnitude who he, you know, idolized as just this huge comedian artist, like you said, yeah. um, knew who they were. And he just felt like, you know, it changed his his perspective his perspective and I guess they would quiz him all the time about root stuff and he would know it (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine like having a quiz around when she's like man nah give me something hard like (laughs) I know he would do it probably with the genie voice or something like that oh man and um like one last thing about him like if you haven't seen his episode of Inside the Actor Studio it is one of the most phenomenal things you'll ever see like he just truly displays what a genius he is in it and, like, for him to know the roots is, like, seem, I mean, like, you know, that's really cool that he does. It's, like, if you knew how smart this dude was, like, how aware of everything he is in the world going on around him, you would just see. So if you get a chance, watch the Inside of the After Studio with James Lipton. I think it's on YouTube now. I know a lot of people were upping it last night. Yeah, you, you can happened. find it anywhere now. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely check it out. And like we said before, you know, peace and blessings to his family, his friends. If anyone out there is, you know, suffering from depression or anything, you know, don't be quiet about it. Go find help. You know, talk to someone. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of ways to find help. Please do it because, you know, it's like really terrible to see something like this happen. And you just think of someone as such the clown and the comedian. Yeah. And just to know that inside they're hurting like this. Like, and was, oh, man, I feel like we're just going on and on. But I got one more thing to say on it. Like there was this great quote from Watchmen, the comic book where there's a joke told and the joke goes man goes to doctor says he's depressed life seems harsh and cruel says he feels all alone in threatening world doctor says treatment is simple the great clown Pagliacci is in town go see him that should pick you up man bursts into tears but doctor, he says, I am Pagliacci. And welcome, Fan Bros, back to another special edition of Fan Bros Show. We are joined live in the studio by Miss Carly Hustle. You may know her as the musical director of Hot 97. Uh, and we're, like, really happy that you're here. Like, Thank we you. love you. You are super hip-hop. I, I consider you super hip-hop, the hip-hop feminist. Thank you. You're awesome. So we already know what we know you for. Like I said, you about hip hop. You you do the music for Hot 97. You actually help structure that whole thing. How do we know you as a fan bro, though? Like, what about fan bros are you related to? Like, you like video games? You like movies, comics? What what about you makes you a fan bro? Um. Well, I, I don't think I like, like, the typical geeky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, like, real technical in that capacity. That's all right. Um, but I guess if I'm, like, a super fan of something, yeah, it would be, like, documentaries. Oh, you're a documentary I'm like a, geek. I'm, like, a social junkie. 
so I like to study people and like weird things that they do like prostitutes and people who like build tiny houses and people who are obsessed with birds and like people who just do people build tiny houses yes there's a whole documentary <laughs> yeah, about it's on, it's on tiny houses and I, I mean these are the th- I get off on this I'm like I need to find out about these people that have to live in these tiny houses because they want to like cut their you know uh possessions and like live and expenses closer to the earth and like do more with what? less <laughs> yes tiny houses like this room yeah the room the houses are smaller than this room like the studio just to like lower their carbon footprint type thing that's correct but also to just be attached to less things but like stuff like that i get off on wow i'm a nerd about that kind of thing so are we gonna see a carly hustle documentary about i don't know people who like candy corn like what are we gonna see it's entirely (laughs) possible i might do one about people who are obsessed with eating chalk because there are people that do that and they have whole shows about these things they have that on like tlc like those people who have like these weird yeah i love that things that they like like someone eat like tissue paper or something like that oh toilet paper that's what i saw this girl like sits there and like rolls out toilet paper just eats it yeah it's really weird (laughs) that makes like what (laughs) no for real like this happens like it, people have the the strangest thing, and 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 as I speak, I don't know how, but Chico Leo pulls out a roll of toilet paper. Why he has a roll in his book bag is beyond me. Why well, I forgot. I <laughs> know he's eating it. This uh, is great. I forgot. <laughs> You're not supposed to. I forgot he has a bodega in his backpack. So I, I don't oh know. You guys really need the Fan Bros TV thing because right I, now, the audience must see what's happening right is now. He, he's just. Do people really swallow this? <laughs> <laughs> so he's really testing this theory that you can eat toilet paper. Listen, right now. but I mean, it's I'm not even gonna go. It's wild, like a magnesium deficiency or something it, weird it, like that. They they but you know these it, kinds of weird social quirky things. I like about I like about people and I like to study right. them. So what would you recommend like for somebody who's also into docs or even someone who's just into like just new kind of weird things? What what documentary would you mention maybe on Netflix or something that you would recommend? It, uh, there's this documentary that's really well done called Dear Zachary. And it's actually a social documentary, but it's about this gentleman who was murdered by a woman that he was dating. And the premise of the documentary beyond just the fact that he was murdered and this freaking crazy story. But it's what is the impact of one person when they pass away? And Mm. so it's his friend who found out after he passed away that he was a photographer. And he never knew that about Anthony. I think his name was Anthony. So his friend never knew he was a Andrew, Andrew. So okay. his friend never knew he was a photographer. He made this documentary. He's like, what else do I not know about this guy who I considered a friend that I had known forever? And so he goes back and talks to all of these people that know him. And it's just the impact of what happens when one person is no longer on this earth. And I think that it's amazing. Wow. And it's like a crazy, compelling, like basically a crime story, too, because this woman was like, nuts and murdered him and his child it was it was a crazy story beyond that but there's like a social aspect to it that you know um it was really touching are you are you into like thrillers horrors horror movies nope i don't like scary movies i only like watching scary things that happen in real life which is really weird because (laughs) that's (laughs) even worse right that's even worse (laughs) i know it's like a woman gets chopped up in her apartment i'll watch that but i won't go to like watch saw oh god i'm not sure what's wrong with me i'm demented (laughs) <laughs> Did you see the staircase? No. Well, that was this documentary about a dude who might or might not have killed two of his wives like 20 years apart and it was like actually a documentary that the aired on the Sundance channel a few oh, years man. ago and that that you should look for it was uh it's longer than I mean, I mean it was on it, it's multi-part and um I, I definitely I feel like you, you that that would really be up your alley. I'm sure I'd be into it. There's a documentary called The Bridge, and it's about all of these people that jump off of the bridge in San Francisco, the and they, Gate, it's, yeah. yeah, and it's like f- they filmed it, and they went back and talked to people and found out about those, these people's lives and what led them to that that point. Just things about human beings and and what they go through and what those results are for the for the good or the bad. I find See, I fascinating. Wanna- I knew you were into documentaries, so I wanted to ask you, had you seen the documentary uh, A Brony Tale? Yes, I've seen seen that. that. (laughs) You would like that. I don't know, because she's doing much more morbid with the documentaries than I was But but you just said people with tiny houses. That's not morbid. No, it's not. No, you would like this. That documentary particularly is just follows the phenomenon of, of male... My Little Pony fans, the new um, by Lauren, the, the newer version by Lauren Faust, um, 
but grown men like like then oh, i mean and older i did see this and i watched like 10 minutes and i was super creeped out I was okay. <laughs> so, so I was the like, bridge doesn't creep you out no bronies. i'm good with suicide the it's the guys that pet the my little ponies that creep me out bronies and they dress out, up but on the lighter side there's this um uh the, the parrots of telegraph hill which is a documentary that um led me to quit my job after i watched it because this guy basically lived off of nothing and befriended this uh, flock of wild parrots in San Francisco and like I just it, human beings are doing amazing things all the time and I like to see that documented and I want to know like what what are all these individual people that are walking around doing and what's interesting about their lives I love it and fan bros in Brooklyn realize that there are actually two tribes of wild parrots living in Brooklyn and you don't need to go to San Francisco to uh, to interact with parrots what a shipment of <laughs> parrots escaped Idlewild Airport in 1962 and half of them live in Brooklyn College and half of them live in Greenwood Cemetery. And now it's like the grandchildren of the parrots who escaped and they uh, they survived the winter and they're there. And uh, have they formed a language yet? That's actually I'm, I'm sure they speak with a Brooklyn accent at this point. I think I like it more that not just because he responded, but that he responded with a straight face like, well, actually, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, Encyclopedia Leo, man. Right. Well, oh. you know, Brooklyn, we got it all. You don't need to go anywhere. I appreciate the, that. The world comes to Brooklyn. Well, speaking of people doing amazing things, Carly, what led you to create the Hustle Bowtie? The Hustle Bowtie uh, is really was born out of, um, well, I just started wearing bow ties right around the time that this TV show came out. I was like, I, I want to brand myself kind of with a particular look as I'm going to be on this VH1 show. Mm-hmm. So that when I would go places, people would be like, oh, that's the chick with whatever it is. Besides being the bald chick. I had to add, like, another layer of... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, you don't necessarily want that moniker every time. Yeah. Like, the yeah, she's chicks. the one that... <laughs> yeah, I want, like, the bald chick with the bow, bow ties. Okay. Um, so I started wearing button-ups and bow ties. And then I was like, you know what? I really want to put out my own bow tie. So I was like, and it has to signify me and kind of what, it, you know, what I'm about. So I was like, let's do a hustle bow tie. So I'm working with my partner on um, the hustle bow tie project. It's born out of uh, being somebody who works behind the scenes. You know, I work in the entertainment business. And oftentimes you just see like the stars shining in the front. But there are the people that are behind the scenes that are doing a lot of the work. I'm not going to say all the work because being a star is difficult. Being a celebrity is difficult. It's mm -hmm. a lot of work as it is. But there's your support team behind you, those unsung heroes that are really pulling off all those day-to-day -day logistics. They're oftentimes just, you know, not recognized, maybe a little underappreciated from time to time. Mm. So I wanted to create this bow tie that would signify, you know, uh, the importance of those people wear that tie I am like the hustle I am the muscle I'm the person behind the scenes that's allowing you to do what you do and shine and soar and all of those things um, so it's a it's just a, a, a pride piece really mm. nice I like that and that was the point and it was born out of like a little bit of frustration because I used to be on the air I used to be that local celebrity in other markets and then I've stepped fully back behind the scenes um, at Hot 97 and um, I think that transition was a little bit rough for me, and it made me realize how underappreciated a lot of the people that work in the office, you know, they just they get the work done, but nobody's like, hey, high five. It's just expected that it's going to get done. So this tie is sort of a signifier of, like, you are so important at what you do, and um, a lot of people are doing that behind the scenes, and I want them to be able to wear something that makes them feel proud of being that person that knows when to step back and let somebody else be the star. You know, I've read a little bit about you and just based on what you've said in like the past five, five to 10 minutes, you know, you're really just on a, the most basic level. You're on you're really into the human condition and the human experience, you know, whether it's just your personal um, experience and just others, just you're really into how and why and what makes people. Is that particular interest what um, made you want to share like intimate details about your life on your like Tumblr? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, was there a particular reason why you felt, you know, I want to share me with the world? Because that's not easy for a lot of people. Like uh, that, that's actually very scary for a lot of people, especially someplace on the internet where it can go anyway. You know, mm -hmm. it could go left, it could go right, but you never know. So, so tell me, like, what inspired you to do that? Um, I think that I. It sounds super corny, but I feel like I'm like I'm I'm a survivor. Like in order to be in New York City, working at arguably the most important radio station um, in the world, 
to be in this position um, and come from a lot of the circumstances that I came from and everybody has a story, uh, I just feel like I have to let people know that they too can achieve their dreams regardless of whether, you know, like my brother passed away from a drug addiction. Um, I, you know, there was a lot of abuse in, in my past and things that, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about, particularly when they get successful, particularly if they're in the hip hop community, like being vulnerable in that capacity is not really acceptable. So I just wanted to, um, really show people that like, also there's human beings behind what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just say such horrible things on the internet about each other. And it's like, you know, we're all human beings and we all come from the same human condition. And I think it's important to like, tell your story, particularly for women, because if you don't tell your story, then somebody else is going to tell it for you. So yeah. I think sharing who you are and what you're about resonates with people and they they, they identify and, and become endeared to that. And I think that's a positive thing for anybody who is trying to um, get some traction in the world as far as their career or anything. It's just being that like real raw person. It might take a little bit longer to get there and people might shy away from you because they're like, wow, she's really honest about that. But I think at the end of the day, real recognize real, as corny as that is. You put, you put a tagline on one of your pages. I think it was your WordPress page. You put, I am not for everyone. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's what you kind of saying, like that embodies you. It's like you, you have a particular point of view and, you know, you may not agree with it. You may not, you know, think it's great, but you are, I guess, strong enough and brave enough to just put that out there and just be real, as you say, with everyone. And all that's being said, what you just mentioned about, you know, why you decided to do that. What do you think about tools such as like Tumblr and Twitter and just how it affects overall society? Like, do you think it's helping society at large? Do you think it's hurting? Do you think not much different than how we would communicate now? Maybe it's just a progression? Um, I mean, I'm an internet kid through and through. Yeah. I, I came up in social networks. You know, I'm 37 years old now, but I mean, I was on early social networks, chat boards and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff back when, you know, we used to talk on, on those web boards and people would troll and argue and all of that. And, you know, I was on Black Planet and Me Hente and I was everywhere <laughs> that I could possibly be. Right. I, I was never on Black Planet. Oh, yeah, I was. I, I had the I little on there. <laughs> I don't know. I had no business being on it, but it was more so like being a teenager. Like, I want to do this. Like. I I just missed that wave. You 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 missed the good thing. You did. Black Planet was amazing. Um, <laughs> I you had the little like red asterisk next to your name when you were online, and you'd be like, "Oh, that person's online. Hey, let me inbox that." Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, Giving up the game. But I think that you know. I, for me, as a nomad in radio, because I've lived in six cities and moved around a lot for my career, starting you know at a younger age, uh, it's social networking and being on the net and chatting and all those things were really important to me to maintain a lot of relationships because I was always moving to new cities. Mm -hmm. So the only consistency would be like my online friends, in addition to anybody who I would meet in like a new city. Um, I do think that it's gotten uglier and uglier in a lot of ways but it's also gotten um, more powerful in a lot of ways in a positive space like you can mm. really enact social change um, on social networks and it makes a difference so you know I think it just depends on what you want to like focus on and buy into it can be really ugly and irritating particularly Facebook I just it makes me want to blow my head off sometimes <laughs> but I just a lot of people don't like Facebook no more it's it's Facebook gotten is not really there no more. really weird like it's, what what's about it that's gotten so weird like the commodification of everything where like you know you're well, the fact that my grandmother is on there and I got to be careful <laughs> what's going it, on, it's on there. people put their families on blast like with their like handles attached to it oh, or like yeah. you yeah. know it's it's a lot of family stuff and then it's also like yeah. friend stuff and people who've known each other for a long it's just it's very bizarre and it's almost like people can't wait for a tragedy to happen so they can like take a picture of themselves in a hospital bed and like post it up and be like I have an aneurysm here's a selfie like <laughs> like oversharing yeah I, I think it's yeah I think it's just a bit much on Facebook and I feel like it's I don't feel like it's that bad on Twitter and on Instagram as it is on Facebook. And I'm not sure what about that climate it is. Probably the well, one that you use in for the most part, your real name. So people are like, oh, this is me. And and Facebook started as like just really status updates. So right. that evolved to people talking. Like you said, mentioned in their business. They need to pare that down. <laughs> like, 
tagging people. I, I noticed that only on Facebook are people bold enough to tag like someone's full name. You know what I'm saying? Tatiana King Jones told me. It's just like, whoa. Hey, yo, maybe I don't want people to know I told you that. I told you that at McDonald's. Yeah. Like, I didn't tell you that on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't. That wasn't for you. It was for everybody else. But it's weird. All right, we got much more with Carly Hustle, but we're going to take another quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more Fan Hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to Fan Bros. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. We have Carly Hustle in the house tonight. The spaceship is hopping. Got some more questions for her, though, right now. So let's just get right to it. Yeah, so Chico Leo, you had mentioned that you've been watching Orange is the New Black. Right about halfway through the new season, and um, I am I am enjoying it. I, I, um, I think, again, that, that, that there's no show in the history of TV that's had, like, that diversity that breadth yeah. of female characters right and i talked to miss carly hustle and she said the same thing like yeah. she, right. she really enjoys that show i mean originally in the first season i was a little put off early on that the entry the entry point into this world was this sort of bougie upper middle class white woman right of course <laughs> but they did get to telling all these other women's stories and you know there's a real big issue with how latin women are portrayed on tv like there was just a thing that came out and um basically like Two or four percent of women on TV are Latina, but like sixteen percent of women in, of women in America are Latina, mm-hmm. and they only show like sexy, you know, sexy Latina women, you know, or or some mom figure, you know, like think of the mom figure on the street. They, they push the image or of the sex. sexy lady yeah. on like Modern Family, that that kind of thing, and you know, this show has five Latina, six Latina characters, you know, old, young. It's got like. Six black women, you know, one of whom is transgendered. You know, it's got. I mean, it's definitely. Carly, Carly, what do you feel about that that amalgamation of of women characters of of different sets of women, as he's alluding to? What do you think about that show as a whole? I think it's amazing. I mean, I understand that the umbrella of the show is that they're all in prison, and you know, (laughs) people can have negative feelings towards that. Like, well, why don't you have a diverse cast like this of women who aren't in prison? And that's a whole other discussion. Right. The fact is, is that I'm, you know, I'm willing to accept this because it is definitely serving an underserved need of like really having uh, women in general, women of color of all different diverse backgrounds and ages, be able to have a voice in 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 media in 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 television or yeah. I guess is online television, um, they really go into you know the past of these characters. They make these women individuals with stories and lives and relationships and tragedies and it's mm. funny and it's all different. You know, it really shows. I think. Um, some diversity within the characters, you know, you, you may see it. I mean, my friend watched maybe a few episodes and she was like really turned off. Like you said, she was like, I, this is just, I I don't agree with it. And I have a problem with the way that they're portraying these women. I was like, if you stick with it and you really watch it, they do actually develop the characters beyond just a bunch of broads in prison. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And they, I mean, they have, I, I, my particular favorite parts of shows when they, as you say, they go into the backgrounds of each character, why they're there. Like, uh, for people who watch the show Crazy Eyes, she's not just Crazy Eyes. There's a reason, and and they they didn't even really dig deeper to why she right. you know, she has the the mental the mental state that she's in now. But just to see that she's been that way since she was a child for you for people who've been watching the last um couple seasons. So it's it's just very interesting how they put that team of women together, and the fact that one thing you mentioned, the fact that they are all different ages. You don't yep. really see that a lot in TV. Period with women, it's always they're trying to push the young card or yep. you know when it comes to latinas they try to put the sexy card it's never right. all different all together and i th- i think that's what intrigues me the most and as you said this is there's a good written background for each character and as hopefully this will go on for several more seasons we'll get to see more and more and why people are in the positions they're in besides piper we already know what she did so <laughs> absolutely so you know that actually brings me to another point Considering that's like TV and media, like that's, I guess that's a, a an anomaly. Excuse me, I can't even say the damn word. Anomaly. Thank you. That's an anomaly in TV and media. Just seeing people of different races, genders, all this other and stuff. Women specifically. Women. Yeah. Yep. How do you feel about women in hip hop, particularly? You know, like you said, 
Carly Hustle, everyone knows you from Hot 97, and you're right, you're knee deep in hip hop. So how do you feel about that state now, especially now, 2014? Um, I kind of like where it's going at the very moment, as far as at least there's a few voices. Um, I mean, with Remy coming out, and um, I don't love what Kim's doing, really, but she's... She's got a right to do what she wants to do. Nikki's really circled back to like her hip hop roots after she kind of went over into the pop lane for a while, which, you know, folks always come back home. Like that's, that's working at Hot 97 and even historically before I was there. I mean, you, if you pay attention, people always come back home. They're going to try to go over, cross over. The, the problem with crossing over um, is whether you're a singer or a rapper is that the pop audiences are very finicky and they will abandon you. And Mm. the people who will stay with you and embrace you again are generally going to be your core audience. So if, if, and unfortunately the way that it's set up, I think in pop radio is like, even if you're a singer, like you can really have like one black woman at a time. That's really on top of the game. Like Beyonce, it's you. And then now it's Rihanna. And like, it kind of is cyclical and it's weird. I never understood that like Highlander view of stuff. Like there can only be one, like why can there always only be one, (laughs) one female rapper of the day, one female singer of the day. Like, there could be, I mean, it's an age old, you know, argument about, Oh, there could be a million guys doing this. There's some logistical reasons to that. I feel like, um, it's expensive women are expensive the way that we are damn right (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying no the way that the the amount of money that it costs to to market and upkeep particularly with like these ridiculous standards of how women are supposed to look Mm -hmm. and dress and all of those things it's expensive to have a Beyonce or a Rihanna or, mm. you know, an Iggy Azalea or a Nicki Minaj. Like, their teams are huge. It's much more upkeep as far as wardrobe. I mean, dudes, you know, can walk around in a wife beater and jeans every single time they show up to an yeah. interview. But women, the and again, these are, these are the pressures that we put on women to look a certain way and all of this stuff. So I think that as far as who record labels want to spend their money on that you get more bang out of your buck with a dude than you do with a chick. Hmm. And and I mean, it's, it's all the way down to a financial thing. And then also I feel like, you know, there's not a lot of women at the table in the first place Mm. making decisions about, uh, who gets through these the decision makers? Yeah, yeah. Who gets through these um, the, these bars of 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 the industry and makes it to the other side, um, into the you know yeah. into the land of the famous. The gatekeepers are still all men. Yeah, I was yeah. just I was just thinking that everyone argues when they say, "Well, there's more women. There's plenty of indie indie artists and all that other stuff." But you made a great point. The people like saying yay and nay are mostly men. Right. And, and, and and as you say, they're dictating just the image, the the outlook, this everything. They and absolutely men have been doing it for twenty, twenty five years. It's yes. not you know yeah. what I mean? Like that it's just it's that too. They're ensconced with a view that's you know, not necessarily twenty fourteen or it's their version of twenty fourteen. It's the old guard. Yeah. And I mean eventually it's gonna die out completely, but the issue is that it hasn't. And if you go to the majority of, you know, conferences where you're doing networking industry type stuff, it's like a lot of dudes. Oftentimes yeah. I'm one of the very few women in programming in radio as far as like at a higher level. Um, and when I go hang out in in spaces to network oftentimes there's not a lot of women there and i don't look at that as being like oh i'm a woman like yay i'm a token that's not cute to me that's like very that's problematic to me and i think it's important to bring other women into the fold so that we can actually have a seat at the table but when i'm at a mixer meeting it's a bunch of dudes and me and maybe if i bring you know my my woman intern in with me um then there'll be two (laughs) <laughs> I like how you said that my woman inter- I don't like the word female it just irritates yeah. me so it's because it, it, they usually use it in it's a derogatory context. now yeah. yeah 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 it's like saying the b word right well that's that's similar to to fan bros goal as a show like I know you've you listened to a little bit of it to try to get where we are but besides just being the voice of geek for for from the perspective of people of color we're trying to do this for to to bridge that gender gap mm-hmm. there's female i know you don't like that term but there's female fan bros there's male fan bros we use the term fan bros uh across the board it doesn't mean male doesn't mean female it just means people who 
are who geek out about stuff. So we want to make that apparent. And, and you know, I'm happy that we're talking to people like you who are all about that, who all about inclusion all about making it apparent that everyone is in this together we all in the mix but not only just making that point but also showing that it's important to show that we are of a diverse group anyway you know absolutely it's, it's, we always make the, the argument it's not just comic book guy from the simpsons you know pimply face pasty that likes comics and stuff like that there's everybody of every color every race everything you could think of that's all about it so Thank you. Thank you for so much for saying absolutely. that. Absolutely. I mean, and the people who are are marketing these games and who are putting these these, you know, geeky things together, oftentimes, again, like how many people of color are sitting at the table when these things are getting mm-hmm. done? It's not that people of color or women are not capable of putting together whatever technical engineering type stuff that's happening mm-hmm. it, it's possible obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it, there, it's just not there's just it's not happening uh, again I don't know if it's an old guard but it's just not as prevalent if you go to I, I was I have a friend who is on Facebook and he's an engineer he's a young engineer of color he's um, um, East Indian he said literally that he went to this engineering concert for young or, or not concert but networking event for young engineers and he was one of three people of color out of hundreds and there was mm. maybe one or two women in there that's it that's a technistry I'm, I'm in tech so that's that's I mean, that's like the reality and the question is why like why is that happening and a, a big problem I think is is that when you don't see yourself in a place then you don't see yourself in that place. If I don't see women doing X, Y, and Z, then I don't see myself as a woman doing that necessarily. If there's not examples of that for me to follow, then I don't even know like that it's possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's wrong, but there has to be room for a, a diverse group of people to be literally a part of everything so that it's more balanced and it, it'll bring everybody up i feel like what what need what do we need to do to change that is just a, something that needs to change the society does some revolution need to happen just just across the board not just about entries into hip-hop entries into geek just in general like what needs to change just for us to come to something to me more logical like for us to be able to have keys us meaning you know people who are disenfranchised or people of color or women or whatever have you like what needs to happen i think there has to be more mentorship in general and i think Mm. the problem is is that the way the economy is there's a lot of different excuses but things continue to get cut and slashed and people are doing more and more and more at their jobs so even if you are a woman or a person of color doing a job you're doing the job of three or four people so you don't even have time to like bring that next person up and I think we have to really just buck against the way that we set up this culture to where there's just no time for anything you're not sitting down you're not building the next whoever it is like who who's going to be the next music director at hot 97 i don't know who that is because i'm so busy that i don't even have time to mentor who that person is do you know what i'm saying so i think that we just have to like start to demand that we we need we need time to build with people build with the youth and, and take a minute to sit down and hear what they're going through and bring them into a space where they know that it's possible to do what it is that you do on your show. You know, there's young women who are just like you that may not have any idea this show exists and they don't know that there's a woman like you that is interested in all the things that they're interested in and, like, how can you reach those people? And I, I don't have all the answers, but I feel like there has to be more... It's more community, more mentoring, more time spent and less excuses about why we're too busy to do stuff eventually you just have to say no I'm not willing to do that anymore I need to make an you know five hours a week to do this and focus on making sure that I'm like bringing the next person up we're in such a dog-eat-dog space and I'm sorry to keep talking but where we're always just trying to protect ourselves and our positions Mm. that we're not even willing to like help the next person up yeah and whether it's a younger person or a peer or whatever it is this is ugly like and that's not a space that's cool um, I think that that's why we're continuing to see like, you know, there's there's not there there's not a lot of progression in radio. For example, there's GMs, general managers of radio stations. That percentage of women has been flat for the past five years, and in mm. fact, it's gone down two percent. Like there, it's not, it's not happening. Things are not moving along as we expect them to, and that's problematic. And that has to change. 
Because in order for us to be successful in general as a society, we have to have all of us sitting at the table in some capacity, a representation of us, or else it's, it's going to continue the way that it is. And I think it's very imbalanced. Yeah. Especially in the media, like you just said, the representation. I mean, I think that's one of the – when you don't have people at the table making the decisions – a lot of the stupid or exclusionary decisions that are made are not actually made out of malice. Right. They're just made out of like it just wouldn't occur to someone. That's all they know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I and I think that that's actually a really big problem and something that I've definitely seen um, where it, it's just not assumed. You know, it's just assumed that you know. Uh, because of someone's experience that, you know, yeah, no, that wouldn't that wouldn't be a woman or that wouldn't be a person of color or, you know, because that person grew up in Iowa or no offense to Iowa. I just picked that out of my but like, you know, their experience was not that. And so they're going to keep and then you like you just said earlier, um, you know, if people don't see themselves they're not going to see themselves doing something if they don't see themselves doing something. Right. If it's not represented. And so I think that's a real uh uh, you know, an issue right there. And that it isn't one of malice, but it is real that people, you know, the, the, the people at the table need to need it, it needs it needs to be a little uh, a little more uh I, I used to think that things were getting incrementally better, but I think when when you just use the term flat when you were describing the number of women, it, I, I actually do think things have flattened out in, in, in a lot of ways. Um, and maybe it's in, it's like steps, you know, like where it's flat for a while and then it, you know, sort of jumps up a little bit and then it's flat for a while. But, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I've experienced what what you're what you're what you mentioned, you know, in, in various media worlds. I guess we all we all have here. All right. We're going to be right back <laughs> to wrap up this episode of Fan Pro Show. <laughs> Hey, yo, Internet, it's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of the Fanbro Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yep. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and of course, check out fanbros.com. For what, Don Will? What do they need to check out? For all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Bang. <laughs> And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this episode. We dropped all kind of exclusive news on you. It's been popping, but you know what time it is. All of our long-term listeners, it's time for the brat segment. And we have Carly Hustle in the hot seat tonight. I'm scared. <laughs> That's generally what happens. Yeah. Either I'm scared or they're really, really excited. Also, yeah. I have to pee, so I'm like, I'm scared, and I, I just hope I don't pee my pants on this couch while you guys are quizzing me. I don't even know where we're going right now. Oh, God. I, I hope she doesn't pee on this couch. Because <laughs> he's than sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get right to it, then. That's why it's rapid-fire questions. And the first one is Magneto or Professor X? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Professor X. There we go. There you go. You know, both of you rock the ball. Do you, you know? Yep. Got to identify. All right. Martin or the Cosby Show? Oh, the Cosby Show. Oh, you did that fast. You just resonates more with you. Uh, yeah. I grew up in a very weird household, um, a very broken home, and to me, um, Bill Cosby was like one of my TV dads. So, all so of that. That was your dude. Yeah. Got it. Nino Brown or Starface? Mm, I'm going with Nino Brown. We've been getting a lot of Nino Browns lately. Mm-hmm. No love for Scarface? I'd like to see that, though, because Starface made no sense. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I <like> Nino Brown. <laughs> All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Um, Probably Star Trek. I like Spock. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. I'm the Star Trek person in here. Only person in here, apparently. But now I got Miss Carly Hustle. All right. Yay. Oh, yay. I'm into Spock. Hater. <laughs> it's kind of hot. Even right. the new one? Did you see the new one? No. No? Good. I only remember it from when I was a kid. Yeah. And be on TV. All right. I'm not like, I wasn't like a super fan, but I would watch it and be like, Spock, he's cool. He's, I like his ears. He's like, he's hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, you know. Vulcan hotness. All right. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Uh, the Wire. I tried to watch Breaking Bad. I never got into it. I definitely got more into The Wire. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your favorite film? Ooh, that's tough. 
I have several. I love the color purple, though, to be honest. Just That's the first entry. Color purple? Yep. Okay. Favorite comic book or book? We already know the answer. It's probably going to be book. But yeah, it's definitely <laughs> not going to be comic book. I don't even I don't even think I've ever read a comic book in my life. Um, as far as my favorite book, man, that's rough, too. Did you read Fried Green Tomatoes before it came out? No, I didn't. I I didn't. I only saw the movie. However, I do own the book. I found it recently on somebody's stoop in Brooklyn, which is like super cliche. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to read it. Um, my favorite book. I guess the most impactful book that I've ever read was when I was younger. Uh, I read Roots. And it forever changed my life as far as historical understanding. I mean, it was a really long book and it was really yeah. difficult to read. Yeah. But I read it and um, I'm so glad that I read it because my teacher, she made me read like sort of some abridged stuff. We did this mini thing on the roots in one of my classes in middle school. And then I ended up reading the whole book. And um, I'm wow. just glad for it from a historical perspective as a young person to be um, exposed to that kind so of. You pushed through that in middle school? History and reality. Yes. I was yeah. one of those kids that read like the 10 books over the summer and you got like the certificate kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was that. The pizza hut I was <laughs> that nerd. Yeah. Right so. there with you. Uh, what would be your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show like, currently? All time. Favorite TV show of all time. Um, I mean, I, I have to go back to, I'm going to say the Cosby show. I love that. Um, the other one on the like complete other end would be like a little house on the prairie. Michael Landon was my other TV dad. So it was like Bill Cosby and Michael Landon were like my TV dads. And, um, depending on like how I was feeling, I would like imagine them being my father. Cause you know, my dad was not a great dad. He kind of disappeared. So. I think Bill Cosby played that role for a lot of he's people. A lot, a yeah, lot he was a TV people. dad for like a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, I think it's a Chico Leo question. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> 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 okay, what would your Patronus be? Oh, 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 because the, well, there's an eye on there. That's why I didn't. I don't, uh, I don't yeah. even know what that is. That's from Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I don't even really. So, so basically. No. <laughs> A man, if you can be, if you had a manifestation of any animal, whether real, mythological, oh, whatever, you changed it from spirit animal to Patronus. Yes. See, I feel like spirit animal is a little more straightforward. Like if someone said, "What's your spirit animal, Carly?" You would be able to. It's a little more mainstream. Yeah. Okay. We're having a bit of confusion on this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spirit There's no confusion. But go ahead. <laughs> um, a spirit animal. I would say probably a dolphin. Wow. I think they're smart, and I think I'm smart, and um, they mate for life. Oh. <laughs> Not that weak. Oh. Get out of here. That's so sweet. I think though. They, ha they have like real like mates, and like you know, I like that about them. There's a Brazilian movie called The Dolphin about a woman who falls in love with a dude who turns into a dolphin. So you might want to check That's that hot. out. That's hot. Yeah, I'm yeah. into it. I wish my boyfriend would what? turn into a dolphin. Chico Leo, what? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's called the dolphin. I might. I'm not. You, I'm not, I might be wrong about that, but it's from Brazil, and it's about a woman who falls in love this with a dude who really turns weird. into a dolphin. This is really bizarre. You know a lot of weird stuff, man. You have no idea. This is Chico Leo right here. This is the fountain of weird. It's stuff. like a legit, but it's like a legit. If you were in Brazil, you would you would totally know this movie. But we're not in Brazil. Chico Leo, we are in New York City. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, I mean, it was you know, I mean, there's every year a few foreign films come to America, oh. and now with uh, you know Netflix and cable and all that, a few more come and. Uh, you know, it's a global world out there. All right, back to Carly. I got this last question for you. This is a big question. Okay. If you could have any superpower, any superpower, what would it be? I would like to be able to stop time. Ooh. Mm, that's a major power. I'll be a time bandit, one minus the sex. But <laughs> sex bandit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the comic? I mean, I 
sex criminals. Whatever. You've lost everyone sex right criminals, now. Sex criminals, whatever. But stop time, why? I think as somebody who... I'm a cancer, so okay. we're like very emotional and impulsive creatures. And as somebody who has these limitations around those kinds of things, I wish that sometimes I could be like, you know, what was that with the girl and she took her small two wonder. fingers? Yeah, small wonder. Yes. And she can go like oh. that and stop time. Like, let me just have a second before I flip out or before I make this rash decision. Let me just stop time and like think about it for 10, 15 minutes and then I'll get back to you and as if nothing has changed. So I like that. And I like the ability to um I would like the ability to stop time so I could take more time to like for myself cuz I feel like I give a lot of myself and I need I need my own self time and I would have to stop time to make that happen in this current climate. All right. Well, you have survived the brap segment, and you're out of the hot seat, Carly. How do you feel? That wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait. Can, can I ask it was one a little abstra- question? A little abstract yes. in places. So, if you stop time, say you stop time for like ten minutes, a hundred times, you would still age those ten minutes. So you'd still be a thousand minutes old. Like, would you? So say say you and I were born at the exact same time, oh, and you stop time like you know a bunch of times. Would you end up dying before me? That's the question. All other things being equal. Well, during that time, I would get my Botox injection so that technically I would not age as fast right, as you. Right. Well, I think technically, yeah, technically so you'd stopping age time the, with right. Okay. The Botox injections. It should be good. All right. Okay. Stopping time with Chico Leo. Right. Well, no. I just, <laughs> like, honestly, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just. <laughs> She's just going with you, bro. I, I, just, I don't know what you're talking about, but, but well, no, I'm just saying if you stop time, but you're still doing stuff, and everyone else is frozen, you would still continue to age in that time. That's all. So all then right. people would be like, "Wow, you're not aging well. Drink more water." <laughs> well, I guess there's that. Right? They wouldn't know that I was stopping time. They would just be like, "Man, you've got a lot yeah, of that's, that's sun yeah, exactly. exposure. That's like, what I mean. Put some that's SPF what I'm on. Like, yo, you look like ten minutes older, even though only thirty <laughs> seconds is not as fast." That's what Someone I looked saying. ten minutes older though. Oh, ten God. minutes I older. I don't know. You know, I don't get the stubble. I don't know. I don't I mean, know what's wrong know. with this guy. Ten minutes. <laughs> Neither do All we. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carly. Can you uh, let the fan bros know where they can find you, where they can get one of your bow ties, where they can read your work, you know, everything? Since you're not at Hot ninety seven anymore. That's right. Well, I will be through the end of the month. Um, I'll be there just helping the transition. So I'll be there till beginning of September. But in the meantime, um, I'm at the Carly, at the Carly Hustle on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And um, I'm carlyhustle.tumblr.com. And I'm carlyhustle.com and hustlebowtie.com. Basically, if you just Google me, Carly Hustle, um, it'll come up if you're nice. interested. If you just, just stalk me, be a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I like that. You heard it here first, fam bros. There you go. The door is open. <laughs> the invitation <laughs> has, been, has been laid out. Well, thank you, Carly. Thank you thank for you coming on. Thank you guys for having me. You're very sweet and kind to let somebody who's like somewhat lower IQ come come up here. No, no, hold on. Somewhat of a lower IQ come up here and hang out with you guys that are like nah. mad smart and lower have like IQ, bigger, that's... like bigger brain percentage usages than me and all of that. that I appreciate is... it. Coming from you, that is like the ultimate compliment and also total lies. <laughs> <laughs> but we will take it. <laughs> Anything else before we get out of here, Tatiana? I want to time travel with Chico Leo because I think I will see some fantastic things. I really do. And you might not age. <laughs> well, according to y'all, age 10 minutes, which right. is probably just terrible. It's really bizarre. All right, well, I do want to let y'all know, all the fan bros out there, we do have yet another contest. We will be giving away one of Carly Hustle's bow ties. That, oh, yeah, yes, buddy. That you can get on for yourself if you don't win the contest at hustlebowties.com. Is that right? Hustlebowtie.com, yes. Dot tie, uh, bowtie.com. Yes. But we will be giving away one bow tie. We'll be announcing the contest rules on fanbros.com. So check it out so you can win yourself a bow tie. Also got to let y'all know, Friday, August 22nd, I'll be doing a party at Huckleberry Bar in Williamsburg. Cheer. Going to do a CD release for my newest mix CD there. You're a good DJ. I, I went to one of your 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 events. I, I liked your music selection. From the musical director of Hot 97. I'm, the right. compliments are just flowing right <laughs> no, now. No, I really did. I was digging your set. You were playing some cuts in there, man. But wow. see, you're leaving now, so I can't even be like, yo, can I get a job? <laughs> no, but you can put that. That's a legitimate quote right there. Dude, you yeah. can apply for my job. Oh, my. I'm leaving. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, 
hashtag uh, hashtag yeah. save Ben on me. No, yeah. <laughs> are, are you going to Afropunk this year? Because th- isn't that that weekend? Are you because you went last year? Are you going oh to yeah, Afro most Punk definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. D'Angelo will be there. All yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, oh, and Fishbone. D'Angelo is one D'Angelo. night, and Fishbone is the other night. Those are like two of the greatest <sighs> live acts you can catch these days. Most definitely. So the same weekend at Afropunk, I'll be having a party, Huckleberry Bar. You'll hear more information about it as it comes soon. I think that's about it, though. We out of here, Tatiana? This wine black you just made is delicious. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, peace, God bless you, and good night. Fed Pros, F-A-N-P-O-S.